The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our gospel reading for this past Sunday from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 29, the verses that precede Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan. Luke writes, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And then Jesus did tell the parable of the Good Samaritan. My dear friends in Christ, our reading takes place when there was an expert in the law who came to Jesus to test Jesus. He wanted to check him out. Maybe he was asking a question concerning his own salvation, but he was testing Jesus the lawyers in Israel back in those days were a class of people who studied the Old Testament scriptures, especially the first five books of Moses. Those lawyers, what they were is they were self-professed authorities in the laws of God, the laws of Moses, in interpreting and teaching those laws. But at the time of Jesus, these experts in the law seem to have focused so much on the teaching of the law and not on the promises of God. They weren't focusing on the gospel, which was also, of course, and especially proclaimed by Moses. In general, they seem to think that what Moses taught them was that a person was saved by keeping the law. That's why the lawyer came to Jesus with this question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And by nature, we're all like that lawyer, wondering what is it that we need to do to be acceptable to God? Our sinful nature wants us to think that there's something that we can do to earn our salvation. Jesus, well, what he did is he answered the question by pointing him to the scriptures, by pointing him to what, well, the law of God said a person should do. He, the lawyer answered that question, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus just simply told the man then, do this and you will live. Jesus was trying to get this man to realize what these words really meant and how these words applied to his, his daily life. The lawyer had told Jesus that in order to inherit eternal life, you had to love God perfectly, you had to love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's what you'd have to do if you were to get to heaven. But of course, we're already behind the eight ball because we were conceived and born in sin. 
And so we couldn't love God perfectly. We can't love our neighbor perfectly. There is sin in our lives. For us to inherit eternal life, to do something to inherit eternal life, we have to be perfect. And none of us are perfect. And we often think of what the Apostle Paul said. He said, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So earning our way to heaven, that's something that's totally out of the picture. It's an impossibility. That's why Jesus wanted this lawyer, and he wants us to understand that we can't earn our way to heaven. The lawyer here, he just really couldn't see his inability to do what Jesus wanted him to do, what the law required of him. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? It's kind of interesting, that man's expert knowledge of the law didn't tell him who his neighbor was. And actually what he was really trying to do here is he was trying to limit the scope of who his neighbor was so that then he could more readily say that he loved his neighbor as he loved himself. And actually if you think about it, he would have kind of loved, I often like to talk about when I was down in Mobile, Alabama, because I didn't have real neighbors when you get right down to it. On the left side of the parsonage was our church. On the other side of the parsonage was another church. And behind us, well, there was another church. So I didn't really have any neighbors. And now I suppose a person could say, well, you got a real easy job of loving your neighbor as yourself. But the question really isn't, the question really isn't, and who is my neighbor, but and who can I show love to as my neighbor, looking for people that we can love as we love ourselves. The answer to the lawyer's question here, to the expert in the law's question, what must I do to inherit eternal life, is that if you are to earn heaven, you would need to love God and love your neighbor perfectly. Perfectly. And if we're honest with ourselves, that's something we can't do. We don't love our God. We don't love our neighbor perfectly. We don't love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We don't love our neighbor as we love ourselves. I always, when I look at this section, like to say that that question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Oh, that's kind of a good question and a bad question at the same time. It's a good question if this expert in the law was truly looking at his life and was truly concerned about his eternal salvation. If he was truly concerned about his eternal salvation, it's a good question, but in another respect, it was a bad question because it showed his total understanding of God's plan of salvation, that there is nothing that we can do to earn heaven. So really, when you think about it, the real question isn't, what must I do to inherit eternal life? But the real question is, what has my Savior done for me so that I have eternal life? And the answer, well, he lived and died for me. He paid for my sins. He rose from the dead. 
He did everything for my eternal salvation. Thank God that the question isn't, what must I do, but what has my Savior done for me? And thank you, dear Lord Jesus, that it's you lived and died for me, you paid for all my sins, you rose from the dead to prove that I can be sure of heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us faith in Jesus so that we know that the real question isn't what must I do, but what has my Savior done for me? Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for doing everything for my salvation. We pray in your name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.